welcome back. This is our episode talking about leaders. In case you're unaware of this by now, and you subscribe to No More Leadership BS is what we do all the time. And it's awesome because I've got three Jeffs and a Myra. We're here to kick some butt and take some names in terms of how we deal with leadership and how we bring people on board. And today, you know, we're going to bring up a, a phrase I used to use in my former life. We had a big meeting with people talking about changes of policy or culture change or wringing our hands over what isn't going a particular direction. And I might ask the question, are we willing to change our behavior to affect the change in the behavior we expect of others? And you've heard the phrase lead balloon. Yeah, it's a bit like that. It just <laughs> lands and goes, that's cute. It doesn't really do much because it's a downer because it requires a different level of responsibility and accountability. Obviously, we're going to tell our stories and share our tales, but specifically, when you are in a leadership position and you're going to affect the change that you want to see happen, what do you do to reflect on what you need to do differently that to happen? You mean other than model the behavior? You want to model it. And I'm thinking about how do you know what the change is? You know, our last episode for everybody who listened to that, we talked about know where you want to go, know where you are presently. And that's like big picture, but you individually, how do you know what needs to change in your behavior and get other folks to change their behavior? When people don't do what you tell, <laughs> quote unquote, for them to do, and they start throwing stuff at you or calling you names or laughing in your face or rolling their eyes, baby, you need to change what you're doing. And that's tongue in cheek, but it's all true. Sam, for me, how I know I need to change my behavior is I wasn't getting the results that I wanted or my employers wanted. And I wasn't connecting with people, which is what I, I wanted. And it's a stark realization. In fact, it's a painful one for young leaders, especially. But I think seasoned leaders fall into this trap as well, especially once you've been successful at it. And the trap is leadership has nothing, hear me now, nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the people that you are charged to lead. It has everything to do with the organization, the department, the company that you have agreed to work for. And for you to affect change in the organization, what Conroy was talking about, you have to model the difference. And to model the difference means you have to change first. And boy, that's really true if you're a seasoned leader in an organization and the results aren't right, then the reason that the results aren't what you want is because you're not who you need to be to get mm -hmm. the results that you want. So you have to change. And where that starts for me is the realization that the reason our company is sucking is because I suck. And that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you're not doing what needs to be done. That, that realization is the start of making a better, better leader as the start of making a better culture. And, and the result then will be a better company. So if you're a leader looking at your data set, sometimes it's productivity, sometimes it's engagement and other times it's objects flying through the air. If that's data. It's not the data you want, but it sure is there. It's really? hard data. Exactly. That's hard data. Man, that was awesome. All right, well, I'm going to stick that in the pillow. That was perfect. What we do and you describe, Jeff, is look inward. What is it that I'm doing that's making this an allowable outcome? 
And I think more leaders can reflect on that. And there is a point where we can't be somebody we're not. So maybe we're not the person for the job. And we've talked before about the right people on the bus. Wouldn't that be just the most weird thing if we are the wrong person for our own bus? Right. Okay. The possibly doesn't exist. Right. And I, right. I, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you jump in there, Conroy, too. But you're absolutely right, Sam. If we can't even consider that, mm-hmm. then we're not the person we need to be. You have to at least be able to go, you know what? Maybe it's me and analyze that and ask people. But if you can't consider that, that the reason the culture and the reason the organization is bad is because everybody else isn't doing their job, man, you're in the wrong spot. My mom always said, if you're pointing a finger, you got three more pointing back at you. There you go. I think first thing we need to recognize that leadership is not golf. Leadership is not standing over, you make the putt, you throw the grass, you get to eyeball, you get to scratch down and see how far you are from the hole. You don't see the slopes and slants of the green. It's polo. You're on the back of a horse, running full speed, <laughs> swinging a six-foot mallet, trying to hit a four-inch ball. I think we, for first, we need to recognize that's leadership. Second thing is, as a new leader and as you go forward, I'll talk about my own personal experiences. I've CEO'd three different organizations. And every single one of them, the first 90 days is I spend very little time in my office and I'm walking around talking to people. I'm starting to get to know them a little bit. I'm starting to ask them questions. I said in past episodes, I play the what if game. I, what do you think we're doing? What are we not doing? What can we do, be doing better? I'd look at data. I look at what we're doing well and what we're not doing well. And then I use that information that I have from spreadsheets and reports to take out to the staff and say, hey, I'm reading this. Is this right? I mean, why are we, why is this? Why do you think this is this? Why do you think this is better? I start bringing cross sections of people together and start having little mini town hall meetings and having conversations and throwing spaghetti on the wall on how to create solutions for these problems. And then I write them down and I share them with the staff and say, this is what came out of the the latest town hall meeting. Anybody want to add anything to this? I think we hit the nail on the head at the very beginning. The the first thing a leader needs to do is understand that they aren't the amazing Kreskin. They don't know it all. They have no crystal ball, but they need to rely. You're only as strong as the people around you. And you need to ask the questions and you need to get feedback from the staff on, because the staff aren't going to do any changes if they're not bought into this in some way, same somehow, some form. And, And it takes time. I did this for the first 90 days at every opportunity. Just to learn, I made no changes. I didn't alter anything. I just, I went to out to, to understand. So I, I think that's the really, and moving forward, I think you need to have co- continual conversations. You need to have continual town hall meetings. Continually look at your numbers and bring people together and have those conversations of how do we fix this? It's not how do I fix this or how do you fix this? It's how do we fix this? What right. barriers are, what barriers do we have? I think that's really important. And it served me well. Mm-hmm. In my mind, the easiest example of leadership is in sales because it's a very quick runaround. Is it working? Is it not working? And this as you described, Jeff, you look at the data and you can say, go to your say VP of sales. Numbers are down, fix it. That's an approach. Or numbers are down and how do we solve it? Who's responsible? Or like you said, numbers are down, tell me about this. What's right. the story here? Because it's very rarely a person, very rarely a singular piece of process, but to figure out what's actually cooking, it takes effort. It takes time, but that's changing your behavior instead of just passing off to somebody else. 
But a really cool thing to do with your sales team is then to give them the disc behavior assessment. Mm -hmm. And what people are in that pocket that would be perfect for sales right. and what people aren't. Truth be told, I, I did a disc assessment with a person that was a customer service rep, was supposed to be out in the public selling stuff, and her natural behavior and her adapted behavior were polar opposite. And my response to her was, are you happy? And, she, and she's like, why? And I said, because this is your natural inclination with your family at home, you in the wild, but you at work are totally somebody different. And we had a, a really good conversation about that. And I did end up telling the CEO about that. And they moved that person. She's still there five years later, thriving and surviving. They moved her out of sales. They put her in HR. She's doing amazing stuff in HR. That was her pers personality was the right. anal analytical part of that. And yeah. And going out and hucking and sailing, selling wasn't, wasn't her natural person. But, and the sorry. realization there is that the, she got to say that flop, sweat, and plabs wasn't the natural state. How, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> there can be less stress. What? Oh, man. Geoff, what do you have to share, sir? It was interesting because you all have touched on some things. And Mr. Geyer, you said you have to understand first. Like, that's an awareness step. You have to be aware of what your part in everything is. If you're at the top, you have some control over what's going to happen. Yes. And so you have to be aware of what you do and your actions and how they affect everybody else. Preach. Now, once you are aware of that, you have to want to change. It's that pre-contemplation stage of, I really want to see this. Am I doing the things that are going to get me there and get us there and our team and our organization? Now, here's the hard part. If you need to change something that has become a habit, it is not easy. You need help with the change. Because everybody's like, oh, it's 21 days to change a habit. That's not really true. It's closer to like 60. 60 days of consecutive behavior to change a habit, to get it ingrained to where it becomes just a habit versus yep. something I'm, oh, I have to do. So you need help with that change. And if it's going to be systemic change, you need a team of people. Yep. And depending on the size of your organization, that that's a big job. But you have to be willing to take that on if you want to see success in yourself and others. And mm -hmm. I think that that the struggle, the challenge is absolutely worth it because of the positive change that happens. And it's not easy. And that's the thing people got to realize. You're going to fail. You're going to fall down. You're going to stumble. You're going to make mistakes. And if you have the accountability of somebody helping you and the accountability of a team, hopefully you've done the right things that they're going to say, all right, let's get up. Come on. Let's go. Let's keep going. You stumbled. You fell. You failed. That's okay. What did we learn? Great. Let's keep going. And that's, it's a hard thing to do, especially if you're trying for systemic change to be the change that you want to see in the world, right? Mm -hmm. It's to be starts with I am. And so you have to, like, you have to you tell yourself literally a thousand times, I am a good leader. I can do this. Mm -hmm. I can do this. And eventually you'll start to believe it, mm -hmm. but you got to have the action to back it up. It's a big challenging thing and it's scary. It's a big, hairy, audacious goal, right? A BHAG. And man, it's hard to do, but you can do it. You just got to get the right support. You got to have the right people. You got to want to do it. And then you got to be willing to suffer through the change. And that's, mm -hmm. that's leadership in a nutshell. Yep. And one of the things that you walked up toward, which when you mentioned the, the habits, 21 days, because that became something we all just knew somehow, right? There was a study, I think it was already a flawed study, but it stuck in our heads. Probably because it's easy. 21 days habit. Sure. Great. Sounds, sounds adorable. 
Similar is true for be sure wear a hat when you go when it's cold because the heat escapes out your head. Not true. It doesn't. Yeah. Exactly exactly. right. The study they did had somebody bundled up, they had a thermal camera on them. They weren't wearing a hat, so the head was radiating heat because it wasn't covered, but because that's where the maximum heat was coming out. Oh gosh, your head's basically a chimney. There it goes. So I mentioned all that because as a leader, there's things you think and assume nothing. We're going to make change. Okay, I'll make a change. So let's assume I don't know. And how do I educate myself to get to the point to make a good effective change versus, yeah, all I got to do is pay people more money and they'll do better work. Ooh, nope. Not pay what they're worth and also treat them like humans. See, it's a yes and kind of situation. Yep. Mario, before we run off, anything else you want to add to this thread of conversation? I have a lot. You made me wait the last. <laughs> so I'm just, Pick a I thing. got it all up to here with all kinds of stuff. Uh, a little bit of a side uh, rabbit trail here for a minute. I heard Tony Robbins say something. Yeah. <laughs> that you right. become person that, that of the five people that you spend the most time with. You guys are four. The other one's my husband. I have learned a tremendous amount from you guys over the times so that we've spent together. And I was just thinking about that from Geoff as a teacher. Uh, I mean, his heart's in teaching, even though he likes to make people laugh. He, he taught me that, um, if your students aren't learning, you better teach better because they're not learning because they don't want to learn. They're not learning because you haven't found the way to connect with them. And I can go through each one of you and use those experiences that I've learned from you. It's got to start with how you see yourself. And Sam, you you said once that it wasn't definitive, but it was your sense that women have a tendency to blame themselves. Men have a tendency to blame others. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say blame doesn't solve problems. It only uh, hammers the nail in deeper. Mm-hmm. So I mean, those, and and the other thing you said is you can't see the, the label from inside the bottle. Right. You, you don't know what's happening. One of those things that the leaders that I've worked with that are just struggling is they, they get defensive because they don't know any other way to be. And if you want to put on blinders, get defensive. Mm-hmm. You cut off all communication. You lose trust with your people. And if you want to go down the wrong path real quick, get defensive. And that is a habit. So we'll go back to our other conversation. That's a habit to get defensive because it doesn't do any good and it doesn't change anything. So instead, I get and we give a lot of ethereal type of answers, but I want to give you a specific you can do the next time that you get, you feel yourself wanting to defend yourself. Say this instead. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. It changes the whole dynamic of your conversation. You will learn things that you never thought were possible to learn. Three simple words. Tell me more. It takes it out of your ballpark and puts it into theirs. They feel heard. They feel like somebody might want to have hear what they have to say. And it fosters trust, which I just think is so important. The opposite of that is none of the above. No trust, no communication, and no culture change. So if you're not picking up on that, friends, it's not just for the leader of the pack. Tell me more. Tell me more. So we've talked about if you are yourself the leader and what to do, how to change behavior. 
What if you are somewhere in middle management and you need to manage up? How do you help people who are on the org chart, senior to you, reflect on their behavior? And they say they want change, and yet they haven't changed a thing. How do you help them with tough one adjustments? Oh, yes, in the black vest. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to ask them questions. And I'm going to say, not just tell me more. I'm going to say, what does it, what does that look like in terms of behavior? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? What things are indicators of success when that happens? And so I'm going to make sure that they have absolute clarity. I want them to have clarity on what they're asking so that I'm subtly training them on how to be a better leader to look for the right things. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't want to say it's sneaky, but it's natural human behavior. It's if you are in a position in a lower, let's say on the org chart than they are, and you're trying to get them to be a better leader because you need that, because the team needs that. You know what? It's, you can even, depending on the person in the relationship, you have an outright conversation, have a very forthcoming, one of those challenging conversations that says, maybe we need to talk about this outside uh, of the workplace, uh, over a frosty beverage, but. You might have to have one of those challenging conversations of, you know what? Hey, this is how we feel. This is how the team feels. This is how I feel. And I really like you as a human, but right now this leadership style that you're doing is just not working for us. What can we do differently? Because we want to be on the same team and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like right. that right now. And so mm-hmm. coming at it from a place of curiosity and who knows, maybe it's just they got a lot of stuff going on at home and they haven't been forthcoming about that and they're under a ton of stress. Great. How do we deal with that? How do we support each other? Because everybody knows this. We're better together. That's, there's no doubt about it. You cannot do everything alone by yourself. You have to have a team if you want to go far. So mm-hmm. how do we help each other out? And sometimes it's having those tough, challenging conversations, even if it's with a superior. And even if there's sometimes some negative consequences, are you willing sure. to, to step out and, and take that risk? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a question you have to answer for yourself. Right. I, mean, I was going to say, Sam and, and GF, I, I agree. That's a risky proposition for you as a leader of a department, say, to go to the exec team member, the senior vice president or the CEO themselves and say, hey, we need to talk. And so the way that happens or the way you can facilitate that happening is you have to make sure you have a connection with that person that's in the next level of the organization chart. And you say, look, it's the leader it's my leader's responsibility to make a connection with me. Yes, but if they're not, then you need to do it. And because there isn't any of us that accept constructive feedback, constructive criticism, constructive feedback. There isn't any of us that accept it from people we're not connected with. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be best friends and you don't have to your families don't have to picnic with each other in the, on the weekends and, and that kind of stuff, but you have to have a connection. So if you're not connected with the person that or people that you are responsible to, both up and down the organizational chart, it's going to be really hard to have those tough conversations. So start there. Mm-hmm. Then, like you say, Geoff, step out and take a little risk. And I go, well, what if I take out a risk and he doesn't like what he's what I tell him and so he fires me? You didn't like working there anyway because of the situation. So <laughs> right. it's really not that big a deal. I think it depends. Well, I, I just I think it depends on the person's relationship they have with their uplink. I yes. mean, you know, person yeah. up the ladder. 
as a leader, you should be building relationships with your people so they feel comfortable enough to want to come talk to you. Mm -hmm. Many leaders don't. They're very hierarchical. And if you've got a relationship with your up the ladder person, then yeah, you could definitely have that conversation. If, if you're at the lower level, we don't know that person's background, their ex work experiences, what have they done in the past? They may have spoken up before and got slapped figuratively. <clears throat> hopefully. Hopefully. Some of us literally. Yeah. So they're not real comfortable about taking it up the ladder. And if they don't have a relationship with their boss, one, shame on boss. But two, they're not going to go talk to them. But what, what I just think if you need to flourish where you're planted and be that leader and affect those people around you that you work with every day, model the behavior, be the leader, be the best mm -hmm. at where you're planted. And, and know where you're planted. Right. Don't try to do something you can't do. Sure that you're in your space. Right? Otherwise, right. it's an acting. Yeah, you'll fall apart. Yeah, we call that staying um, in your lane. Stay in your lane. So I do have a specific tact I used to use when I was in a traditional org chart. And over years, I've come to name this the third thing. So if I'm talking to a leader about their behavior, their choices they want to make, or even some changes they want to make, I don't typically say, if you do this, then that. What I say is, if this thing changes in this way, Here's some questions I would anticipate getting from my team. So I'm not arguing with you. I'm trying to think about what other folks, how they're going to receive it. So now that the discussion comes about the change in the team versus the leader's behavior, and then we work into, okay, if, that, if we don't like the outcome, then what can we do differently? It's not perfect. It's not for everybody, but it's, it's a way to, frankly, verbal judo your way into a good conversation rather than go head, head to head. I love verbal judo. <laughs> it's one of my faves. Do you ever throw in a he odd just to like keep them on their toes? And so <laughs> oh, I'd like to really talk in my head. Performance for you. Yeah. <laughs> Myra, you have to manage up or when you have had to do that kind of thing. Well, what's been your approach to this behavior change we're talking about? Behavior change is not overnight. Mm -hmm. it, it starts more than anything. It starts by setting a goal of what you want. Where do you want to go? If you don't know where you're going, then you'll never get there. Mm -hmm. So what behavior change do you want? And then focusing on each little step that you take and celebrating it and look at it as each one of those steps is a mini goal and you've right. reached it. And, but most people will get, they'll get too fractured and they don't see that little progress that builds into big progress as being something that's important. They just say it's not happening fast enough and it's focus. Focus is on the positive. And by the way, if you are like me, January is one of the worst times to focus because there's not enough sun out there. There's not, and I'm cold and I just don't like it very well. It's hard for me to start to climb up the mountain when I'm cold and depressed. All I want to do is take a nap, but Thankfully, our sponsors for the, have provided us with the Magic Mind, which I have found incredible, personally found incredible. And like I've mentioned before, I'm pretty picky about the food that I eat. And I love it because it's all natural, first of all. I love it because I don't have to take an afternoon nap anymore. And, and not only that, I have found that I get more done in shorter amount of time than, than I have in any January that I can remember. Now, it hasn't fixed the cold. It has not fixed that. But at least I'm not crawling under the covers as often as I used to. 
I just really glad these people reached out to us because like we don't do BS here on this podcast. And I wouldn't be telling you this if I wasn't having that experience. But I love it even more that they're giving us a special discount code. And if you are interested and you can go to their website, which is magicmind.com backslash Jan, J-A-N-N-M-L-B-S, no more leadership BS. And use our code N-M-L-B-S 20. Right now they have a fantastic special going on. But when you use our code, you get an extra 25% off, which are 20% off. I'm sorry, which it's just one more little thing we can bring to it. And I'm happy to do that. Very and cool. Just That's awesome. That, so, yeah. yeah, you got to get that code in because that special ends in January at the end of January. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. It's, yeah, you don't get have that, that much time. Yep. Don't you want to get, make something out of your January? Absolutely. It's not going to get any warmer. You might as well get something done. It'll help you get it done. Plus it tastes good. I think it tastes yes. good. I like it. I like the flavor. Yes, it does. I think it's awesome. One of the, the highlights I want to call out from that comment is that no matter what you ingest, it's not going to change the climate. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making fire cider as well. I mean, we're going we're gonna to find out. <laughs> it may change your personal climate. That's a different issue altogether. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's and wets. Give me I, I did want to say, by the way, that if you're not someplace where you can write that down, I totally get it. But I am also going to put it in in the show notes so that you can go click on it there. Yeah. Yeah. So circling back, we started this conversation with, are you willing to change your behavior to get the behavioral change you're expecting others? And sometimes your change of behavior requires you to do a wholesale change in some way. Sometimes it's just a small adjustment. But like Guy and I were talking about earlier, if you realize you have to change everything you are about you to be effective, maybe you're in the wrong place to be effective. And I want to, to end on a down or no, but I do want to reflect on as a leader, you are also self-leading. So you have responsibility to yourself and your team to be honest about your own capabilities, your own, what you're willing to do. And if you can't see that for yourself, because like Myra said, you can't read the label if you're inside the box. Give us a call. Let's have a conversation because what we do is help people see their situation from a much clearer perspective, not perfect, but better. And we want to help you because leadership is a big responsibility and there's no way that everybody should expect to do it all the, on their own all the time. So any parting thoughts, ideas from our collection of awesomeness? I love this conversation. This was fun. This so good. So good. awesome. So good. We have clearly depleted our brain on this topic for this particular moment. And uh, hopefully you had that one nugget you can take back to work and start to implement change either for yourself or for even managing up. Please look at the show notes for the promo codes. Look at the show notes for comments, ideas, thoughts you want us to discuss. And while you're there, spelunking around, click that five-star button. We'd like to have that review. Leave us a comment and it's been great. Hopefully you've enjoyed it and hear us next week. Thanks a lot. Bye. 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 Let it bounce.